Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? Alrighty then. Everything is great. What'd Mr. Rogers say? It's a glorious day in the neighborhood. A glorious day in the neighborhood. Won't you be raptured? I don't think that's how it goes. You're a lion demon. I don't have time to debate with you, doubters. That's how the song goes. It's a glorious neighborhood. Won't you be my rapture? You're either going to be raptured or craptured during these times, and we choose up and not down, so we don't end up like a clown with a frown. Amen? Amen. Because <laughs> that would make you like Percy the Clown. From you know what the real word of God is? Minor prophets. Interpreted celestially, of course, because any other interpretation is not divine, because God is from above. <laughs> the Minor Prophets. I just want to give a little backlog to the Minor Prophets. When I was in Minnesota Teen Challenge from 99 to 2001, Apostle Rich Sherber discipled me. And I remember one day, after I'd already been delivered and been used in ministry there significantly every Sunday morning ministering in hundreds of churches around the Midwest, he came up to me and prophesied over me and said, Brandon, the minor prophets are going to be fulfilled in your life. Focus on the minor prophets, says the Lord. And it whacked me so hard. I'd never seen Rich act that way. It was like a possessed man. It's like the Holy Ghost just took over his body and spoke over me, and it just hit me so hard because I knew it wasn't Rich. I knew it was God. <laughs> and the interesting thing about the minor prophets, it was probably a decade or so before they really opened up to me. It was mostly in the epistles and a lot of New Testament stuff, but then they really began to open up and that prophecy began to work in my life. And the minor prophets are almost exclusively prophecies about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Hardly any of the minor prophets were fulfilled in his first coming. That's why it's so significant, because God was saying, your destiny is in the fulfillment of of the prophecies about his second coming. That's the spirit of Elijah, people. And that's what we operate in, the power of Elijah. It's the power of the minor prophets. It's the power of preparation for the king. So everything we do here at RLM TV, and we're transitioning really from a completed phase, just so you guys know, a completed task and journey of Joel's bar into a grander stage of RLM TV. So God has already put Joel's Bar YouTube on pause. It'll never be used again. That's not sad. That's exciting. It's a new beginning. We're going to keep it as archives. But God's transitioning everything into Red Letter Ministries television, RLM TV. This entire destiny scroll in this ministry is to prepare people for Jesus in all purity, wisdom, and holiness. Oh yeah, the big scroll. The big scroll for life. What did Jesus say about how did he give you red letter ministry? It, it'll be my ministry. Therefore, I'll bless it. He said, and you'll not pastor churches. You'll pastor cities and nations. And it takes a broadcasting media stage to do that. And we have one, even though it's very, very persecuted. It's been very throttled on Luciferian-owned social media. We're going to break through that stuff. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If God is for you, who can be against you? So we've been in a time of our own preparation. 
for manifestation, for a corporate revelation and levitation. But now, since we've made ourselves ready, as it is written, we can release or manifest the Son of God in a much higher level. The Lord God Almighty told me today, He said, the clarity that is coming through the new focus in the mind is something you've never tasted or seen before. And I saw like invisible light, and it was crystal clear light. And it was the mind of the leadership of the body of Christ coming into a celestial clarity to release revelations that have never been released before. Where's that written? I will give you mystic mysteries, sacred secrets, intimate knowledge and revelations that you know not of. I hide my mysteries inside my glory, and kings and queens go into my glory and search them out, Proverbs says. So there is a calling of kingship and queenship on all your lives. Now what establishes you in the nature of Jesus Christ is King, the Word of God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The word Lord there is Adonai Master. What does that mean? Do you know he wants to make you a master? A master of something. It might be a master of the mystic arts. The guy with all that from Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. You remember the Doctor Strange when he was like, How's your Sanskrit? And then he said, I'm fluent in Google Translate. <laughs> Coming live from Kathmandu. How's everybody doing? Okay, okay. <laughs> Ava? Everest. The highest place on earth. Daniel, man of God. Master of magicians. Master of magicians. Master, master of, of excellence and cleaning his room, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> master of doing the dishes. <laughs> master of oh, clean house. It details the bathrooms. His floor was clean enough to kneel on and, and pray on it. He ate off his bathroom floor. No, he did not. <laughs> unclean, unclean. <laughs> if you haven't done your dishes today, just, you know... Uh, please, out of regard and respect for the glory, just walk hold, around here hold your saying clothes unclean, and put them away unclean, so you can warn people before they get near you. Just unclean, it's what's wrong like with him? God's in the good mood. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Be encouraged, everyone. We want your personalities infused with the oil of joy. Some of you are dependent in your personality upon situations and circumstances that have you prostrated or bowing to the natural realm, bowing to demons. So God's going to infuse your soul with superhuman strength and ability from his very person and put fresh oil into your heads. A lot of times, you know, just like we've studied sheep, flies are the main enemies of sheep. They get in and they start telling you lies and delusional crap and all of a sudden the person's insane jumping off a cliff. That's the number one way that sheep die. We are sheep and he is the great shepherd. And so the shepherds would take oil, guys, and rub it in the sheep's head. Just take that oil right in your head. Let it be rubbed in by the oil great shepherd. No maggots, no flies, no mental illness, no delusion, no deception. Bam! Loose. Bam. Come on. Oh, yeah. Back to the great shepherd. Oil Let's on go. your head. May your head never lack fresh oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fresh He's oil. anointed your head. With the oil of gladness beyond your fellow whatever people around you that aren't that happy. Fellow barnacles. <laughs> <laughs> beyond your fellow family members and religionists. Hallelujah. And we're not mad at them. We're glad at them. 
That's why they're weeping and gnashing their teeth every day. If we were mad, they would be glad. But instead they are sad because we're in dad. Yeah. Now we're not trying to uproot that holy nishamo and get it. What yeah. happened to me today? I got into the Bible. And the Bible got into me. After I read Joel, I spent the day in Minor Prophets, you guys. I read the book of Joel. I was so freaking drunk. I was laughing uncontrollably for a while, and it just hit me out of nowhere. And it was all just the emanations of the Word of God. If you need a breakthrough, go read Joel today. Three little tiny chapters probably take you eight minutes. Take it to the Torah study. Takes you eight minutes you know to what? read Joel. That's You know what's amazing? That's the rabbinical... Uh, what do they call it when a doctor gives you a prescription? That's the rabbinical prescription for pretty much any and every problem is take it to the Torah study. Take Oh, you got a demon bothering you? Take it to the Torah study. Are you dealing with lust? Dealing with that evil impulse of the flesh? Take it, drag it with you. Drag it with you to the Torah study. Oh, if you got any depression or Have sadness, drink. you feel Bang. depression, take it with you to the Torah study and it will flee. Well, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. All kinds of devils will flee. The wine right now feels like the wrath of the Lamb. <laughs> it's salvation to one, but it's discouraging to the other. Right. Like, yeah, we, Take we, that discouragement with you to like, the Taurus. Minister <laughs> out of a sober mind. <laughs> sober does not mean sour. <laughs> not a sour mind, a sober mind, which means full of anointing. Oh, yeah. We need the spiced anointing of the Garden of Eden more than ever, which is a total dependency on God. Now is the time. I like this. I watched Bobby Connor yesterday in his Bobby's briefings, and he said, now is the time of focus because there's too many distractions. Yeah. I know you're distracted. We only got about a third of the RLM community even showed up to Joel's bar today. I know this time of year when the weather gets nice, distractions everywhere. I've been doing this broadcasting for 17 years. You know when people go away? When the weather's nice outside. That's all it took. <laughs> That's all it took was sunshine. And they're gone. They're just no longer the growing. Sunshine. We're going to festivals. The black sun We're going camping. I'm like no longer a disciple. That you know, that's what they count on in the enemy. Like if the if the enemy playbook is not going well and someone's really overcoming, how in the heck did they make it past Jezebel's Tower? That never happens. What are we gonna do? Oh don't worry, the black sun. <laughs> That's kind of how it is in the spirit realm, too. Well, let's get it good for them so they don't seek God anymore. And if all else fails, they'll just throw chaos. They just throw chaos at them so they don't know anything of what they're supposed to be doing or how to do it. A disciple will seek him the same in good seasons and bad seasons where the natural realm is irrelevant because I'm going after God because I'm not deceived by the world anymore. My success is hidden with God in Christ. I seek him with all my heart. Your face, Lord, I have said I will seek. I will seek mm -hmm. your face with all my heart. Why do we seek his face? So it can fit inside our face. Because if you have any other face inside your face, which, you're, which is the countenance, the front of your soul, you have an image of a fallen angel in you. What is a distraction? Getting into images of fallen angels just by wasting your time on temporal things. Now, you can be in Christ and seek the things of Christ and still work in the temporary and meld it into the eternal. Because that's called the new covenant priesthood. Amen? That doesn't mean I'm just only doing this altar of incense 
idolatrized image of what the priesthood looks like from my current human understanding about God. That ain't it at all. It's the daily bread, which is your energy for the daily task at hand. Okay? So, Jesus Christ said, man does not live off of bread alone, which means life does not just come from natural food. It comes from spiritual food, which is in the Word of God. For what? Why do we eat, guys? To be energized for good works. You know that's why? Otherwise, you wouldn't need any energy for anything, because you wouldn't do nothing. Just lay on a couch all day. You don't need food. <laughs> you don't... I'm you a don't, breatharian. <laughs> you don't need God. You don't need anything. You just couch potato ministries. We just don't do anything. Right? But why do we eat? The truth is, Scripture prescribes food to energize the body and celestial food of the Word of God, the bread of heaven, to energize your spirit for spiritual works. It's true. Do you know it's written in the Word? We eat to do the will of God. Why did they ask for food in the wilderness? Because they're walking six miles a day and they needed energy. And God was teaching them how to be energized in their spirit, soul, mind, and body, and not just their stomach. Right. Amen? If you're just eating food for your pleasure, because you want to seek the pleasure for your own flesh, the flavors, you know, the bitter, and the sweet, and the spicy, and the savory, all those things, that was taught by fallen angels in the book of Enoch. That's actually your covenant with a pleasure demon. So if you're serving at demonic altars of the pleasure demon if what you decide you wake up in the morning what you want to do whether it's a spiritual looking activity or not if it's based on your own pleasure what you're going to enjoy the most you're serving the demon of pleasure if all your spirituality is about how can I increase my pleasure in the glory you serve a pleasure demon not God a demon you think you serve God but you serve a pleasure demon that's why all your choices about food, what time you wake up, what activities you do, whether it's spiritual looking or not, could look good or bad, right? It's the appearance of good or bad or the appearance of righteousness. doesn't matter. That's your covenant that you have with a demon of pleasure. When you eat, it's for the sake of God and to accomplish His will. It's everything that you do, the mundane things in your day, don't have to be just these external, idolatrous things. Why do you decide to go here and go there? Because you feel like going there? Because you feel like going there to eat? Because you feel like listening to that? Because you feel like that's going to, you know, make your ego feel nice or make your your feelings feel good? Oh, I want to listen to this kind of a message because it's going to make me feel. That has nothing to do with any reason why you should make any decisions about anything. Mm. What am I? Where am well, I going? Am I going somewhere? You know, am I going somewhere to eat? Why is that? Because... God showed it to me in a vision, and that's going to be a blessing there. It'll be, I'll be a blessing to someone, or something's going to happen that I don't necessarily need to understand in the invisible realm, right? Or it'll be a blessing to someone else. Uh, when I get up in the morning, am I studying the Torah right away? Is it worship? Am I doing a physical activity? I don't have any say in any part of my day. And the parts that I still have a say in, that's where I'm get, I get the extreme refinement and discipline it's extremely uncomfortable to the animal nature until it just burns out of you and you realize even when you have that thing that you wanted, that you thought you wanted, oh I wanted to just relax a little bit because I like to relax. That has nothing to do with anything in true enjoyment. It's all a mirage. It's all an illusion. It's all your delusion. It's animal soul activity. 
it has nothing to do with the enjoyment of God. It's just about me and my pleasure and what I enjoy in the presence of God. That's idolatry. That's demon worship and not God worship. And you think it's spiritual, and it's not. Those things become really clear as you rise on sapphire stones. And, you know, somebody takes you where you don't want to go. Well, I don't feel like waking up that early. Well, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like, maybe I don't feel like doing your dishes. I don't know. I don't feel like that. I, I can deal with it later. No. I don't feel like studying that now. I want to use my free time for some, you know, TV show that I like. Or I want to go outside. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to go on a boat. I want to do that. It's still about your animal nature. You're still worshiping demons and you don't know it. Now I'm talking high levels of refinement. But it's good for you to understand that. Because the only true enjoyment... I know the cat is riveted right now. <clears throat> Speaking... <laughs> Now I'm talking to you, my buddy. <laughs> Must have struck a nerve. I don't know. That's good. Bless you. Glory. Uh, but when the only true enjoyment, because even Take if the sword. even if you had all the food that you wanted, even if you had like a private chef and you had this and you had a mansion and you had a soulmate and you had all these things and you had the car that you want. You will never get the enjoyment that you think you're going to have. You can go to the restaurant and eat the best food that you like, and you're never going to have true enjoyment. It's all idolatry. It's all meaningless. It's all worthless, external garbage, unless you are doing all that you do for the sake of unity of sapphire stones within you, of Jesus Christ. Do this to remember me. It's the bread and the wine. It's his body and his blood. It's that awareness in your mind of the electricity of Shekinah glory within you, rising on sapphire stones, conducting that glory as energy, actual electricity of Shekinah, right? That electric blue that you see in uh, Metatron's workstation in the heavens. It's that same electricity. It's powered by Shekinah. A Shekinah glory. So you have Shekinah and Kavad. Like blood and water and the bread of Jesus Christ. Through revelation. And it's your awareness of that glory. But your awareness in your mind of the glory isn't going to be there if the circuit is disconnected. What are those disconnections? What are those veils? It's your thoughts, your images, your imaginations. Or your desires, what you want to do. Well, I like this. I want to do that. I enjoy doing this in the presence of God. This is what I want to do. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's your continual awareness of the holiness. The revelation of the holiness of the blazing Shekinah glory of God and its full electricity through that full circuit. Every sapphire stone of the world of Asaya, fully circumcised, consecrated in that veil, right? Because you're not just circumcising that little flesh there. There's also that membrane that pulls back. It's a you do the flap and the membrane, okay? So you, those things are coming off of your mind. For you to be continually, every moment of every day, moment to moment, with not a moment missing in between. Continually, no matter what you're doing or how busy, or how, how non-busy or busy you are, continually your mind is set on him. You're just completely aware of that revelation of holiness as that lightning ephod, that grid, as you've conquered the stones, and it lights up, you realize the glory. And then you forget, or a veil is on your mind, and the next sapphire stone, it's covered with that shell, or that 
uncircumcised dust, that flesh, flesh mind. And so you need to cut it away. And then it allows the light to penetrate through that stone and reflect. Refine that glory. Refine the gemstones within you. No more dust on these planetary powers within you, but sparkling with light. And it's that awareness continually, moment to moment, day by day, that is what makes you awake. While you're awake and while you're asleep, you'll be awake, aware. You're not gonna be caught off guard by temptations and sin because you're already looking at the Shekinah glory, continually, without a break in the circuit. And when the circuit is broken, you're so used to it being connected that anything breaks that circuit. It's like someone shut off all the lights in your house. What, what happened? Uh, try flipping the breakers or a disconnect, go find it. Everything stops to handle it because you're no longer used to living in the dark. You're used to living in the light. And when you're used to living in the light, when all the lights in the house go out, when there's a break, you go fix it right away. You don't, oh, maybe I'll get around to it. Everything stops until you fix that. And that's how you learn to live. But everyone is so used to living in the dark, living in the dark, not having eyes to see, not having ears to hear. So get used to living in the light. And whatever measure of light you have, be faithful with that light. Be focused on that light, and everything you do will be for the glory of God. Where you choose to go to eat, it'll be for the glory of God. You'll be consulting him for everything in your life. And there might be times where he looks at you and just says, well, what do you want to do? Well then, go ahead and pick what you want to do. But other than those moments, every moment, are you prepared to give over your entire life, every moment, to being told what to do? Not even just by God himself, but by the angels who are in charge of your soul. It's not your life anymore. You are bought with a price. And it's that surrender that allows you, when you realize and you, you realize it and you walk in it, that's true freedom. It's true enjoyment. That's when those little things, when they go wrong, they don't hurt your emotions. They don't make you go up and down in the emotions like they used to. Because it's not about those things. <laughs> You're not worried about how favored or unfavored you're going to look because of an external circumstance, but you remember Jesus Christ's words that it was the peacemakers, blessed and happy the peacemakers, regardless of out, outer circumstances. Happy when persecuted. That's when all these things start to happen is because it's an unbroken circuit of that electric Shekinah glory that matches that same light in the seventh heaven, in those blueprints for the new earth. It's a new earthen vessel being created in there. That's the lightning path. Layer by layer, stone by stone. A living temple being repaired, being restored within you. And that's where you'll find the true joy and the true refreshment that your heart desires without the sorrows attached. body of Christ is a divine body in the second heavens. If it were not so, Jesus Christ wouldn't have commanded his earthly church in Revelation 4.1 to come up here and be celestial. 
but notice all the problems and errors with the glory stream apostolic churches of signs and wonders and the seven churches of Asia Minor. They had all kinds of stuff wrong with them because of their low earthly elevation. What fixes everything? Becoming the divine celestial body, which is the celestial Israel of the book of Revelation. That's what heals and restores all things. The Lord Jesus Christ remains in heaven until the restoration of all things. Acts 3.21 How do we restore all things? So glad you asked. You get into the heavens. You start to learn how to walk sapphire stones. What are sapphire stones? They are angelic spheres that emanate the word of God that created the heavens and the earth. Every single scripture in the Bible correlates to the sapphire stones of the second heavens. When you have an earthly interpretation, you forfeit their ability to the fallen angels, and you have this current situation. When you embrace a celestial divine revelation, okay, wisdom comes down from above, James says. What is that wisdom that comes down from above? The ability to interpret scripture celestially, above, in the above realm. That is persecuted by almost every Christian in the body of Christ right now. I would say that they're not in the body of Christ, so to speak, but they're born of spirit and water, but they have yet to ascend into the divine body. Because the divine body clearly can't die, as it's written in Hebrews, Christ cannot be killed a second time. So what's the evidence that you're not in the body of Christ? Or at least your soul and flesh are not in part? That you die. <laughs> There's no death in Christ. So we have not yet ascended into his true flesh and blood unless you eat my flesh. Where is his flesh, guys? Last time I checked, it ain't down at Arby's or Taco Bell. It's not in your church. Sorry. It's not in your church. It's not even here in Joel's bar in this physical location, okay? It's in the heavens. He ascended to the right hand of God. The flesh and body of Christ is celestial and fills the heavens above completely. Colossians says, The Spirit of Christ filled the heavens when he ascended on high. That means down here, what's the problem? Everyone full of mixture. We're basically in the Dead Sea down here, which is the runoff of everywhere the river goes through, through the heavens. You study the Dead Sea, it was the resting place of the Jordan River through that whole Middle Eastern area. So it picked up all the contaminants, all the sewage, all of the, the drainage from the cities, all of the plumbing of the poop and pee, yeah, and it rests down in the Dead Sea, alright? So it's the lowest place. You start in the lowest place, and you must ascend to Him in the highest place. This is how you learn to interpret Scripture. What Scripture illuminates the path? What Scripture is light unto my feet? What scripture in its entry gives light? What scripture in understanding and interpretation and teaching and revelation and wisdom increases God's light in me and through me to see clearly what he's seeing today? Not that I see separate from him, that's sorcery. Okay, You're not seeing separate. He says, behold seven eyes, Revelation 5, 6. I saw the Lamb of God having seven eyes. What's the number seven? perfection. It's perfect vision of the Lamb of God shared with you in his celestial body. The truth is right now, 
the body of Christ is so immature, even the seers are seeing dimly as a reflection in a mirror. Even the prophets. Now the Bible says you cannot follow Jesus unless you obey the prophets and apostles, the beard of the body, Psalms 133. You know, you know what the problem is? We don't even have honor and reverence towards God's sent apostles and prophets in America. Like almost none. Right? Truth anyhow. We have reverence to everyone that won't challenge us or won't irritate us or won't prick us in our areas of disobedience and wrongdoing. We are like the people completely apostate and lukewarm seeking things with itching ears. Seeking things that pleasure the animal instead of pleasure the Holy Ghost. It's true. You deal with it constantly. This is what winnows out the disciples from the Laodiceans, and they're both. And the Laodiceans in this day ain't going to inherit the kingdom or salvation. They'll go down by resisting the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Who resists the Word of God? He who dishonors the words of the prophets. I know they dishonor them. By looking at the faults, fault finding, right now you're not going to find any of the leaders of apostles or prophets in the world on the heights of sapphire stones yet. It's just, that's not where the maturity of the body of Christ is right now. That's accurately, you know, where we're at is some are learning and beginning to arise. Some are at different heights, but you're not going to find one prophet or one apostle in the entire planet right now who's walking and standing in the highest heights of the sapphire stones. And when you're comparing them to Jesus, because that's where he stood, you're going to find faults. And so how they dishonor the prophets and the apostles is seeing how low they are in height or stature, because everybody's a critic, right? You can see where there's a human vessel, there's a flaw. And so you look at the flaws, you look at the immature things that aren't refined yet, right? Pointing out the planks in the brother's eyes and the sister's eyes, you know, pointing out the specks in the brother's eyes and the sister's eyes when the plank is in the own eye. And when you have that kind of behavior, you're not going to have, you have zero chance of obedience to the prophetic word because you don't respect them. Because you're looking at their flaws, you're looking at how high or how low they've gone. And that's it. But they're destined to go up. They're rising already. And if you can see that God has anointed maybe a little David, can you respect little David, little backcountry David with no sociable kingly skills or dignity whatsoever? Later on, he grew to be great and, and even considered like a perfect king. Like the, the, His kingship was one of the most perfect in all of recorded history. By God's standards, a man after his own heart. You don't see that written anywhere. You see it written about David. But can you can you respect and listen to little backcountry David, a little slingshot, can't even wear a proper set of armor? Imagine that someone who can't even properly wear the full armor of God. They're just not, or the the we'll call it the date what Saul thinks, what everybody in the charismatic glory stream has thought was the armor that you needed for the last 40, 50, even 100 years. And here comes little David. Nah, I don't need that. What? Everyone in maturity walks in this. You saying you don't need it? Are you saying you're better than our greatest warriors of our whole country? Yeah. David was better than all of them combined because he had the sling and the staff. <laughs>
That's the harp. Samuel's horn of oil on his head. He had the <laughs> seven spirits blazing. <laughs> Glory. He had God's, he had a heart after God's own heart, even in his external immaturity. But anyone from his calling and his anointing and all along the years, whether he was exiled or praised, didn't matter. Those who followed him were blessed and became the mightiest warriors, the mightiest champions, blessed in every way. David recovered all. For who? Not just for himself, for everybody that was with him. So understand what you've seen and what we've seen in the last 40 or 50 years, the heights of the charismatic, God-outside-minded, bewitched Christianity, Saul Christianity, people throwing spears at each other and paling other people's spirits everywhere, even in God-inside-minded, drunken glory. Every generation you'll see, the best of the best is also the problem. The very best, when they get to, oh, now the, when they're pioneering, the, uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, they became the best of their time, but then they also became the problem. And so this is one of the things that you have to understand as we grow and you go to the next level, never get cocky, never get arrogant, because now that you're walking in that next best thing, you're walking the best thing. Congratulations, that's the best, but also now you're the problem because that's the limitation. What limitations always have to come off. If you don't take care of that issue, you'll always be like the people who get baptized in the Holy Spirit, who grow in hatred for the outer court Christians. All they say is, we have what you don't have. You're so dull, you don't have it. How, they, that's them and this is us. Them and us. We're better, they don't have it, we have it. They persecuted us, but we have it. And then guess what? Then you get into God inside minded, drunk in glory. Same thing, or, or charismatic Christianity. We're better than the Pentecostals. We got the freedom, they don't have it. We got the baptism of this, we, got the, we have the gifts, we have the anointing, we have the prophecy, we have the apostles. And it's them and us. And it's the same thing. Do you see the pattern? So as you go to the next level, always be aware that is default autopilot human behavior. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. When you understand that is autopilot default human behavior, well, congratulations. At least now you're educated in that by the Holy Ghost. And so you can be aware when you go to the next thing. All right, no cap. We keep going. That's how you don't die in the wilderness, by not going on to the new thing that God's doing. He's always doing a new thing. He's making all things new. We're stepping into the kingdom age. So if it's time for you to kind of reset and do a restart, start, it almost feels like starting a new life in him every time things change so drastically. What does that, that mean? The other There's day? nothing more rock solid than yeah. Jesus Christ formed in you. So, I mean, you, don't, you can't have more clarity than Christ formed in you. It's not some individual perfection apart from him. It's being engrafted into his established perfections as God, the creator and savior of the world. So you become as solid as Jesus is. You become as mature and wise and have all the abilities and seeing of Jesus. You have the vision, the seven eyes of Christ. And how do you get them? Obedience. Faithful and little, therefore I will give you more. So the daily bread is the energy to begin obeying God with your spirit, with your heart. If you're underfed in your heart, you can only obey the flesh and demonic influence. Okay, And so lukewarmness 
is the byproduct of not eating the correct spiritual food. You're not eating from the correct table if you're not energized in the divine part of you. God's bread comes from God's heart. God makes it himself as a priest. There ain't one thing in the Bible that God doesn't do himself. He's not a hypocrite. If there's 12 loaves of bread in the holy place before the altar of incense, is because God prepares his word in his heart to feed his angels and to feed his saints every single day. Amen. So if God's doing that, of course his priests become exactly like him. That's why he's called Hebrews 9.11, High Priest of Glory. Or in the Moffat, High Priest of Bliss. So hearing and obeying and bringing forth that fresh word from heaven in your heart by cooperating and working with Jesus Christ perfectly within, and as you cooperate and change your inner man to agree with the truth, his ways become your ways by practice. That's why they're called disciples and not just imparted gifts. It's not just an impartation. It's an impartation and a discipleship. What people want is the quick microwave impartation. We tune in just, but we don't want to pay the price of the constant mastery of another person over our will. That's where you'll lose 99% of Christians, including half the people in RLM, because they can't yield the mastery of their soul, their mind, will, their emotions to another person out of fear. Fear is a covenant with the demon spirit, so you can't yield your members to a master. We say, oh, I only yield to Jesus. Well, Jesus is only inside people. So if you can't yield to the God part of people, you'll never grow after you're born again. Because the body of Christ is the channel of his bread into the earth. To cover the earth in daily manna, it comes through people. It's not just raining from the sky from Uranus. It's raining through Keter within the crowned spirit transfigured spirit within of a person that's obeyed him that's why when you believe a prophet you get a prophet's reward believe a righteous man get a righteous man's reward because you're believing god formed inside individuals which is the original design of genesis you're actually agreeing with how god made things in the beginning as accurate and correct and if you disagree with god's perfections and divinities coming forth through men and women you disagree with the entire new covenant and are still the body of antichrist who is antichrist he who denies that jesus christ has come in the flesh whose flesh those eating and doing the daily bread and that's what you're dealing with the people that are not bearing forth the divine fruit you'll know them by their fruit a different kind of fruit which is seed bearing fruit after its own kind of the tree of life which is the new covenant of jesus's bloodline the new covenant is a bloodline the new covenant is a race a born-again race, as it's written, you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. The word nation there is race, means nation, ethnicity. It's a spiritual ethnicity, but yet we still identify with the flesh. Red, yellow, black, and white, they burn in his sight on an altar of fire outside the holy place because all your spirits bear his image, but if you're caught up in the natural dimension, it's like your head is still in the devil. Therefore, it's constant idolatry in the images and imaginings of your mind. God wants to cleanse your mind and turn it clear by bearing his image on the inside. God's will for your life is that Christ has his image. What is the image of Christ? We could say Calvary. Well, yes, that's true, but the lamb that was slain is standing on the throne in Revelation. It's not just Calvary. 
It's the Ancient of Days, the Head of Days. It is Jesus over time, over seasons, over matter, over stars, over religions, over politics, over economics, over gold, over silver. Walking on streets of gold means over all money. It's the God of the universe. It's Him formed in you. And that same dominion over all created things is the accurate amount and measurement of divinity formed in you. We want you to have the Creator formed in you with His name written on your forehead. And what's the evidence of the Creator? Dominion over creation. If you are under creation, submitted to creation, you're not in Creator. Simple as that. That is the litmus test to see if you're in Christ, Creator, or apart from Him, studying Him, but still under creation. Under creation is idols in your mind. This could be a man, this could be a woman, this could be a sibling, this could be a minister, this could be your mom, dad, your, wi your wife, this could be anything. It could be your doctrine, it could be whatever stupid thing is lingering in your head from Satan killing you right now. He wants to burn it out. Put your whole head on the altar and burn it to smithereens. Then through fire in a baptism, not once, constantly. Seven torches blazing, my Bible says. What does it mean for seven to be blazing? It means constant. Represented in the very menorah of the holy place that was lit by God himself and remained burning. Now you're lit by the Holy Ghost, which is born again remain burning by him who lit you up on the inside to stay lit and to grow in fire and make my ministers flames of fire is to constantly consume that divine bread that makes the flame of Yahweh burn brighter and hotter in your hearts and through your minds illuminating your countenance with the angelic realm called Zion and it is exactly celestial it is exactly heavenly to bear the heavenly image of Christ is to become the bride as it is written come up here come up where the Bible tells you if you read it come up into the marriage supper of the lamb so it's a supper and it's a marriage notice you're married into good food like a Greek wedding like a gigantic smorgasbord and it's not just Domeco and sons putting on all the food it's God himself giving you all the feast of food at a wedding to a person through eating a certain diet. That's right. Y'all know how to eat. You're born of flesh. Therefore, you know how to eat. Otherwise, you're dead. You're not listening today. So you know how to eat in the natural. What you need to learn how to do is eat in the spiritual. We do not have a diet for the higher celestial bread, a higher wisdom, a greater wisdom. Wisdom is measured in Scripture. This person has wisdom. And if any of you lack wisdom, God is generous to give you more wisdom, James says, which means you can grow in wisdom. What is wisdom? The ability to retain the food of God's heart. Spirit of Hakma. <laughs> That's right. You need some more of the spirit of Hakma. Where are you going to find that? Hakma, Hebrew let's word for a, wisdom. Let's, let's look at the menorah lamp. Look at those four blazing. Mm. So you need some more Hakma. You need that lamp burning. Because that oil is for light. Oil and the lamp. This is not just the priestly ephod. This is the menorah of God. <laughs> this is the menorah. This is the light. So if there is light, but where does light come from? As you go up from stone to stone, once you go from Malkut to Keter, the whole thing electrocutes with lightning that's gathered up together. You follow that lightning path, and then God meets you halfway. He touches Keter, 
and then the lightnings come down and it illuminates. It's something that you actually experience. It's not you're gonna text a friend, did it happen for me? You're gonna know. If you don't know, you're still in chaos and confusion. You'll know when lightning hits. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. In the, in the physical realm, you know when lightning hits. It's in a guessing game. It's There's, based on literal lightning. Which means you're experiencing the invisible realities instead of the vain imaginations of charismatic witchcraft and chaos. And so, because most people come from a background of they think what the invisible realm is, is an imaginary thing. It's imagination. That's why there's no belief. That's where the unbelief comes in. Is because a lot of it's That's just witchcraft. imaginary. And so we're talking about actual invisible realities more real than you and I sitting here. And so you're growing your spirit to have ears and eyes so that you see and you hear the invisible realm and you're, it's cutting out the confusion. There should be no confusion. Uh, I want to encourage you, if you are rising above the sun and you still have trouble knowing where you are, uh, I would recommend that you go back into the sun. Let's put that picture up again, because if you can burn, this picture is so powerful and I didn't understand how much I would need this later on uh, to bring to my remembrance. If you go into the sun, you see it blooming there. The sun, the, the grace of Tifret, the grace of the sun is when you're in that interior mansion. When you're at that level of gemstone, in the realm of Asaya, right? That's where you start. Look on the left-hand side. Malkut is at the bottom. Keter is at the top. The lightning path goes like this: Malkut, Yasad, Pod, Netza, Tiferet, which is the sun, and then above the sun to the left, there to Gevra, and across to Hesed. Then you cross over. You jump over that because that's like the abyss there you in these stages you don't land on it you cross over it right that's the veil into the holy place or the seventh interior mansion when you go to Bina and then from Bina you go across over to Hakma and from Hakma to Keter that is exactly the path every single time there is no deviation from that and this is how you should pray the Lord said our father who art in heaven and look up to Keter and the highest one Hallowed be thy name, holy, set apart be your name, where? The name he's given you. The name he's inscribing in you. That name of Jesus that he gives you, he gives you that first talent, he gives you that one inscription when you're born again. Are you going to be faithful with that one engraving, or are you going to whore yourself around with it? Hallowed, holy, set apart be your name. Thy kingdom come, right, you're on Malkut's the kingdom, Thy will be done. What does will represent? Keter, the will of the Father. The will of the Father in the highest level of Keter be done in your Malkut, your earthen vessel. On earth, in this earthen vessel, as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy holy, the holy kingdom, holy Malkut of holiness. Thy will of the highest Keter be done. In this earthen vessel, as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily cosmic bread of revelation. When the people had bread appear from heaven, they saw sapphires inside of it, sign and wonder externally. Why is that? He's trying to say, you need sapphire stone revelation bread. This is my body that was broken for you. Mm -hmm. Do this to remember me, to remember the body. It's about unity of sapphire stones within you, unity with Christ. Give us today our daily bread, our daily cosmic bread coming down through sapphire stones. 
The sapphire stones are his body, his body is the bread. You're eating gemstones. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we have already forgiven those who have trespassed or sinned against us. That means you're not coming to the altar. I need to forgive him, I need to forgive him. Oh God, oh God, what do they do to me? You've already forgiven. What do they say? If you go to the altar and you still have an offense, or your brother or sister has an offense against you, leave the altar, leave your sacrifice there. Don't mess around with that, because you're probably going to get hurt yourself. And go make things right. Do that first, and then come back and continue. As we have already forgiven those who sinned against us. Right, so you take care of that, take care of business, and go back to your priesthood work. As we've already forgiven those who sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, lead us not into the false sapphire stones, the black mansions, right? Lead us not into black Malkut, not into the black sun, black Bina, not into the uncircumcised dust or the flesh, the shells of the other side, the foreskin, the foreskins of the sapphire stones within my fallen DNA. Lead us not into that temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the enemy sapphire stones and interior mansions. Deliver us from the evil one, for thine is the kingdom. Malkut, he ends it with the lightning path, telling you exactly how to go up. For thine is the kingdom, Malkut, and the power, Yasad, and the glory, Pod, forever and ever, that's eternity in Netza, amen, in the sun, boom. That's how you get into the sun. It's the Lord's Prayer. And when you accomplish that, and you just do it again, from sun to sun, we go from glory to glory, the glory of the kingdom of Malkut, follow that lightning path into the glory of the sun, and that sun reflects the glory of the Father, and that's your next step over the sun, into Keter. And once you hit that, the Father meets you halfway there, and his lightning illuminates the other side, not in some vision or imagination, but in the lightning realities of that electric ephod and as it starts to get working that's your lamp full of light that's the light that's the oil for the light you know this little light of mine don't let it go out i just want to share an example with you guys so you understand more clearly and accurately what ascension feels like and what it's like mm -hmm. since this is based on the second heavens that jesus christ created in genesis 1 that he said was good God created the stars, and he said it was good, Genesis 1. So the second heavens, according to Jesus, are good. This idea they're bad is because the enemy is up there, but the enemy is bad, but the second heavens are good, if you believe Jesus against the enemy. So you're going back into the goodness of what Jesus created in that celestial realm. And when you understand that, then you can begin to operate there in the goodness of Christ. Now, every single time... I've excelled and ascended in his goodness in this celestial realm of stars. There has been physical manifestations because the second heavens is a physical place. Keter is likened to Uranus. Bina likened to Saturn. Akma likened to Neptune. So they're physical locations but are also multidimensional just like the earth is. Okay? So since it's a physical place, you will always... Feel it physically. Mm -hmm. Since it's an emanation of lightning of God's word in a place of his goodness that's so valuable, that's where the enemy principalities want to be. Which means it's the most valuable place to be in the universe. 
That's why the enemy's there, because it's the most powerful and valuable place of existence. And it's a physical place and a spiritual place. So since it is physical and God created the second heavens physical, you will always feel it physically. This last week, I made the jump from Hesed, which is Jupiter, across Dat, into Bina, Neptune, and a higher world of Yetzira. When I made that jump, guys, for an hour... My whole left side of my brain was buzzing and pouring forth lightning and sapphire liquids and fire physically in this whole hemisphere of my brain, where it was so mind-blowingly obvious that I had made the jump. Mm -hmm. There's zero question about it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. This will happen in the physical parts of the divine body every step of ascension. Mm -hmm. Truth anyhow. Yep. And so if there's any confusion at all, I want to caution you. The first time that I uh, went on an ascension journey in these stones, I was not the, my inner man, like my spirit, had not yet transfigured. There's an inner transfiguration. So if your spirit has not transfigured, and you know, for me, I went up above the sun my first time doing that. I didn't take the time in the sun to transfigure my spirit. So I was flying blind half the time. I got a confirmation about Jupiter, and I did go there, but I was like a little gingerbread person of light flying around confused about what was going on. And you're going on desire and faith, and you can go up, but you'll never be permanently there unless you can start to see and hear, which means you'll never be confused about which sapphire stone you're on. And so I would encourage you, if you're experiencing confusion and the enemy's already messing with you, I would encourage you strongly to go back into the sun. And I know it might it might hurt or irritate like the pride. No, I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to go down. Listen, like I've, we've had people that thought they were way out somewhere. Start back on Malkut and be safe. We've had people get into the black sun and they were seeing visions, reading the Bible six to eight hours a day. Yeah. And in the black sun, emitting like invisible sludge that's like physical. It's physical. They so. began to really channel sorcery. with pure intention that's why you need to really follow the prophets just like they followed moses because this is is a very narrow path um in the earth you're not safe but if you get off the narrow path of sapphire stones there's giants in the promised land so you need to stay with the promised land it's very serious so but this is why you know be to be accurate so i learned a lot of hard lessons pioneering a lot of these things and so I want to share those with you so that you don't have to go through the suffering or the feeling of setback mm-hmm. that I had to go through. So what happened was, even though I had made it above the sun, my inner man had not yet transfigured to like an angel, right, where you have wings. And now I had visions before then of me with angel wings. I thought I already had it. I would, I didn't realize that I was seeing into the future me. So there was just a lot of immaturity and a lot of pride. And it's like, oh, well, I've already seen that. I've seen visions. You cannot go based on visions. It has to be your eyesight in the invisible realm. I'll tell you the truth. After walking this path for a while, the irritation towards pride is the absolute necessary circumcision for ascension. Where you lose people is they don't like their personality, their culture, their, their entire interwoven animal thing here. They don't like it irritated. Remember John the Baptist? He had his camel skins inside out for irritation. The prophetic is purposely a holy irritation to animal pride right. and animal ways and animal thoughts. All of it. 
constantly until the irritation becomes an intoxication, an empowering mm -hmm. energy called wine and oil. Do not harm the wine and oil. The wine and oil is the fruit of having the prophetic irritate all the curse of the fall, all man's pride, all devil's pride, all worldliness, all lust, all unholiness, all religiosity, completely tortured. It has to be tortured, just like an, an animal is sacrificed on an altar. It burns in fire and it doesn't die right away, guys. So sometimes it's a slow burning. Listen, if you can allow God's word to cut you an irritating high word and begin to honor that irritating word, you have just begun to honor the true prophetic to begin having a true prophetic reward. That's the way of the cross. That's the way of the cross because it feels like it's being crucified. It hurts, or maybe like no, no. Lean you your make... soul into that and to... let it circumcise <laughs> yeah. the animal off your forehead in your hand, and hell will diminish in your life, and heaven will increase. Right, and so for me, it was one of those cases of oh no, but I went so high, and but you don't know how high you go up, or you don't know where Huge you're going. Huge release of glory. Yeah. Just <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And so, but what I didn't understand is that journey is actually going to be able to be established and maintained. For you to be pegged in the high place and to illuminate each sapphire stone, you have to get in the sun. So I want to encourage you, if there's even any confusion at all, get back in the sun because that's where you can transfigure spirit. If you're not seeing clearly, that means your spirit needs to transfigure. This is something that we did for a while just... Get into the sun, get established in there. If you're going up but you can't see and you don't know and they're caught, they're trying to tempt you into all kinds of enemy things by confusion and chaos, what you do is get into the sun, get into Tiferet of Isaiah. And don't more, because I know it's, you're like, no, you can't make me. I don't want to go back down. I don't want to go. Speaking you of know. get into the sun, yeah. God told me today Malachi chapter 2 is the prerequisite for Malachi 4. Mm, Malachi 2 says, wipe the refuse in their faces. That's what it says. The minor prophet says, take all their manure pile and wipe it in their faces. That's what scripture says. I'll read it to you. It's Malachi chapter 2. Then it says, after that, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Which means you have to confront all the dookie in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, we've been talking about her for weeks. Dookie. Man. Dookie. Malachi dookie. today dookie. was the strongest <laughs> rhema word of God. The whole little book, four chapters. I don't know if we have time to read the whole thing. But maybe we just read the dookie part. Let's read the dookie part. But real quick, let me get this because some people really need that. This is what I got to share this with you because this is going to prevent you from going up so high and then falling so that you're literally each one is a permanent seal. If you do this correctly, every single sapphire stone, you'll get a permanent sealing. And when you get there, it's established. It's done. The way is paved. You go to the next one. This is how we're establishing it within you, the highway of holiness. So... Get into the sun, and this is what the Spirit showed me. Make it a cloud foam cocoon around you. Wait for that cocoon. And during that time, those blue serpents of false revelation, the false sapphire stones, the false interior mansions, the enemy ones that we've been getting warnings on about Facebook, people are having dreams mm. uh, from the whole, with the Holy Ghost with them, showing them things. Now, even if you haven't completed Malkut to Keter, the trustworthy dreams are usually going to be the ones where God himself is with you. Sometimes it will take someone on a sovereign experience. That was also my experience going up sapphire stones. But one of the things that he showed me, the Holy Spirit in my right hand, when you get into the sun, wait there. If you've gone up and you still are confused, 
get back in the sun. Don't mourn the loss too much of whatever distance. Just get in there. And he showed me it's a cloud. It's like a cloud cocoon. Mm. This is where you have to attack every false revelation that you've been believing. They look like blue serpents and angels of light that deceive. Mm. And what happens is where there's a cloud, his Shekinah cloud is trying to transfer you like a cocoon. If there's a hole in the cocoon, you don't transfigure. That's your problem. That's it. This is going to be what helps you go all the way. It's better for you to just cut your losses and get back in the sun and do it properly than try to keep going up blindly and confused, worlds and worlds, and then have to fall worlds. That's going to suck. Mm. Don't do that. Get That's, patched up in the sun. Get patched up in the sun. And so what happens is really focus on, again, the master class. And a lot of you, if you really need the, the false um, blue serpents out, go into the Glory Life app and log in create a login so you'll see it school of the magi read every single one of those articles whether it seems relevant to you or not rebecca's right and what she says works right because we he did it with me and we did it, it works it's the truth anyhow. so do you remember we stayed in the sun and when we have and how irritating was <laughs> it to attack all those false revelations yeah it was extremely yeah, it's irritating in it's right? intense but you know <laughs> since you love god more than yourself right even though it's intense it's enjoyable and fun because yeah. you already have it kind of burned into your psyche that God's other, God's holy, God's different. I'm not expecting him to be a human being like me. I'm sure it's always something crazier than I can imagine. So I kind of had that foundation from the prophetic. So I was available to receive the irritation and then not give my two cents mm. and not chirp back. That's really good. So And it eventually cut off layers for my inner man to just ascend into new higher realms. Right, so if you need to transfigure your inner man, because this is how you can tell. If you rise above the sun and you're <laughs> able to be confused about what path and what stone is next, that means your inner man still needs to transfigure into that, uh, into a different type of being. So get back in the sun, and again, just cut your losers. Like, don't don't mourn it too much. Just all right. This is it. Actually, is going to be faster mm. and more effective and permanent if you just get back in the sun and allow those things to get worked out of you and burn, because you're going to be a stronger creature. Yeah, those holes in your spirit, the devil will get you guaranteed if you don't get. Patched so, and, and I know, oh. like somebody, you already know. I already talked to you today. This <laughs> is actually for you too. Uh, and then um, anyone else who is rising, you're planning on getting into the sun. Once you get there, don't just run off and try to go higher. Take the time. Mm. This is something that uh, Brandon and I did. I have done it the wrong way before where I just kept going up because I didn't know. I didn't have the revelation, and it sucked so bad. It, you just don't. You're not. That's not going to be your portion. That's not going to be your story. So either go back down in the sun, get up in the sun, and as you go through the school of the Magi, I'm telling you, especially if it's irritating to you or you're like, what kind of crap is this? Just keep reading it. Just go through every one of those articles and yeah, read it. It's a wild it. adventure. Mm -hmm. I spent two weeks on Gavur one time and yeah. you just kind of roll with it you because gotta... you can't even predict what you're going to face. But yeah. it's Christ in you, that anchor mm -hmm. in his divine body that allows you to face it. So a lot of that stuff just gets kind of stripped off of you just by the amount of sheer wind force in the <laughs> celestial realm, and it just rips it off you like solar flares. Right, and but it's not going to work for you unless you do exactly what we did. <laughs> Stay in the sun and violently attack within you all the false revelation. I, we already wrote down most of them for you in the app. So you can literally just go in there and come into agreement with those things and attack it, even if you don't. 
You might be like, oh yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Bride of the Lamb, completely slain with him. And the Holy Spirit wants you to have get a clear vision right now of a cloud all around you. Mm. Now, if you look around in that cloud, so when you go into the sun, you might see little flashes of blue that look like light. Those are angels of deception. So you have mm. to get those out of your cloud, <laughs> attack them, and when there are zero of them, I mean zero, zero of them in Tiferet, and you're in there, and that cocoon is complete, that's when the worm turns into that mush, stay in there until it becomes a butterfly, and you'll know. You know what you an angel know. of deception does? Yep. Heals the animal. Woo! Heals the sinful nature. Yep. And that's what people get into. They're like, oh man, just heal the animal. Animal forms, 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 forms. Cool. It's all devil. It's all devils. You know what Jesus Christ does? Burns the animal. Shreds it. Crucified with Christ. Bride of the Lamb means bride of the cross. So the false prophetic and all the devils are trying to fix up your animal. Yeah. But Jesus is trying to slaughter it on an altar. Agree with Jesus Christ, slaughter the old Adamic nature, and rise in Christ, the risen one in you, a brand new nature that you know nothing about. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. is, It's not something that right now, if you haven't transfigured your inner man, it's not something that you can even fathom. You can imagine. It's always going to be higher than you. It, you will know. Well, they say if you yeah. can figure it out, it ain't God. Like if I if you're sitting here and all of a sudden you sprout, <laughs> you know, these crazy wings. And their intellect is their God, and... the Greeks. Yeah. What do you men of Athens, for I see that you are reverent to demons in every way. Oh, Acts 17. Whoa. Mars Hill, Gavura, Hell, Mark of the Beast in the Forehead. Your intellect is your God. It is written, Acts 17. Therefore they are reverent to demons. You need mm -hmm. the intelligence of the rainbow of the emerald of Jesus Christ, right. Revelation 4, as your God. Now you're reverent to God. Yeah. In, in the sun, the intellect of the nefesh <laughs> is what melts down. Because... The higher realms are the intellect of a soul that you don't have yet. So it's like a layer of soul that you don't even have yet. That's where the intellect is going to come from. You're just going to have to walk in obedience. Be transfigured by the melting down, down of your brain. Metamorphosis. Yeah. Romans 12, 2. We had hope for, help, help from the Holy Ghost. Oh, help <laughs> me, Lord. What did you say? You just said something. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is what he we got. I've got help for you from the Holy Ghost. This is for you guys watching. Uh, this is what he just told me. He showed me this. When, uh, when you go into the sun and you beat away all those uh, serpents and, and angels of false light that deceive out of your cloud, and then you melt down, like your inner man of light literally melts down, it's the same kind of difference as going from worm to caterpillar mush inside of that chrysalis. It can only happen if there's no holes from false revelation. And then you come out and you sprout. Literally the difference between caterpillar and butterfly. Yeah, I'm a little beautiful butterfly. <laughs> Without dookie on my face. Rainbow Yay. butterfly ministry. Rainbow butterfly. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a book. Dookie rainbow. Let's get into it. Okay, hold on. Oh, please. I gotta tell him what the Holy Spirit said. Is this verse to... messed me up today. I know, I know. I can't wait to read this. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry because this is what the Spirit wants to share with you. When you grow wings, He affixes eyes. You're going to have celestial cosmic eyeballs, wings full of eyes. Hello? When that's how, those are the eyes that you'll need to see through to be able to discern dimensions, realms, and sapphire stones. So get in the sun. You would need the upgrade. You want it. You're going to need it. Drink Go some get sunlight. It. They drink from the rock and that is the sun. Chill out in the it's sun Christ. for a minute. 
and get all that stuff worked out because you're going to need to be that type of creature to go accurately up and to face the things you're going to face when you go up. Okay, good. Malachi 2.3 Behold, I am going to rebuke your seed and I will spread the refuse on your faces, the refuse from the festival offerings, and you will be taken away with it in disgrace. So the prophet Malachi says, I'm going to spread your poop all over your faces. And the cat is riveted once again. Yep. <laughs> hey, this is the verse now. Don't look at me like that. Be like, the cat is Now, the cat is this is the prerequisite. <laughs> this is why people murder the prophets. The prophetic is the spreading of your manure on your faces. Malachi 2.3, it is written. Okay? But it doesn't end there, so you don't have to have a poopy so face. So you better use the litter box. You don't end up poopy face. It's part of the process. Okay? So now we got poopy faces. We go over to the same four, two here. But for you who fear my name, who've gone through that process, have faced all the manure in your life upon your faces, your countenance, and have dealt with it in your soul, for you, this is who he's talking to now, with awe-filled reverence, the sun, S-U-N, the sun of righteousness, for you will rise with healing in its wings. What are these wings for? Ascension. You can't rise without the healing wings. And you will go forward and leap joyfully like calves released from the stall. Don't think you just jump right into calves released from the stall and, and skip Malachi 2-3. First, you face the feces. Dun, dun, dun. Then you get the sun. Hallelujah, everyone. Oh, yeah, Amen. Face yes. Your Own Feces Ministries is going to be the next big so thing popular. on Christian so television. We're getting more and more popular by But it day. is the truth anyhow. And that's what we love you guys to want to tell you the truth. I feel so much <laughs> relief and just relaxed. Do you, you feel that? that? Oh, like, I'm so glad that we could share these things with the you. The severity of the minor prophets, man. It'll make a real disciple Ooh. out of you. You're going to need it. And uh, I think we should. I think we should talk about that dream you mentioned. Mm. Uh, because that's kind of the one of the main temptations once people go up on sapphire stones. Here's the thing. You can go up on sapphire stones. You can even get above the sun without the transfiguration of your spirit. But it's very difficult, and you're kind of flying half-blind. Some vision, a lot of confusion, uh, not a lot of understanding. But it's not going to be a permanent change within you unless you get that transfiguration. And so... This dream is really powerful because it represents where the majority of people in Red Letter Ministries are at. Do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? You can read it. Okay. All right. This is from one of our Red Letter Ministries members, uh, Jacques. Mm. And so as you get to grow up in the Lord, give us some posts right in the RLM Facebook yeah. group. I'd like to hear from you guys. See what's going on. Testimonies, which is stories. Yeah. Tell us what God's doing in your life. Check in monthly at minimum, you know what I mean? You can interact with us daily and then write something about what God's doing in your life, where you're growing, what he's saying to you. Share a scripture. Every single one of you can share a scripture. And if you're facing your dookie, just you can share it in. I might share delete the poop it and block you, though. You can just share the poop emoji. It's like, <laughs> this is where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's for me. Even the Bible? That's from the just, satanic Bible. Uh, block. Okay, okay. Uh -huh. All right. You know these witches I'm and I'm rituals in Canada. Dear Red Letter Ministries family, <laughs> I am currently face-to-face -face with my own feces today. 
I'm right at Matt. But I am I'm street. facing it bravely. I've got a brave face. <laughs> poop emoji. Poop emoji. Poop Pray for me. <laughs> Hashtag Sapphire Stone <laughs> Journey. This is where I'm at on my journey. This is the best wine I've ever <laughs> drank today. It's so clear and pure and joyful. Thank mm -hmm. you, Jesus. And honestly, that's what this walk is. Every level that we go up, whether we... You drink from the stone. You, yeah, and each, each level you go up, you face the problems, which we're calling it the dookie, which is refuse. biblical. Refuse. And refuse. Thank you, dookie and refuse. Wow, I got a lot to work with here. <laughs> uh, that's what you face. Every level you go up, it's another thing. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me this time in this level? The depth of the layers of the fall of mankind is what you deal with. So be encouraged. Don't grow weary in well-doing. And there's not much more well-doing you could be doing than going up sapphire stones, getting the circumcision, learning the correct way. Because it's, it's very methodical. It's very practical. The actual path itself, it's a lot less of emotional jumping around and crying and visions and, oh God, oh God, oh, you know, and it's a lot more just very like, okay, this is the next step. This is the way. Now walk in it. Okay, now this is the way. Now walk in it. And it's very methodical. It's very practical. It's very holy. And there, it's just, there's not confusion there. It's just, this is exactly how you do it. And if you actually take the time to build it correctly, you will have gone up faster than mm. if someone just kind of shoots up as far as they can, but they don't do it correctly, and they fall and they have to start all the way over again. Yeah, I saw you, you skip know. that last stone where you didn't wipe your poop in your face. You go, go back. <laughs> you didn't wipe the do poop. not collect $200. Do not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we show the truth because we love you guys, and we want you to, to be able to have a good experience. But there are giants in the land. It is a serious battle of life and death, <laughs> and if you get off track, bad things can happen. We don't want that for you. All right, so let's take a look at this warning dream uh, that the Lord blessed us with through uh, Brother Jacques. Another dream. Maybe I'll stop posting after this one. I don't know, whatever the Spirit leads me to do. I hope you do keep posting them, and if you post something that's really off, we'll be sure to let you know. Okay, no worries. It's all good. Uh, dreams and visions, quick note on dreams and visions. When you have not gone all the way from Malkut to Keter of Asaya, your visions and your dreams and your tongues and any gifts of the Spirit have the potential to be off. It doesn't mean you're off 100% of the time, uh, but what you're going to look for, there are sovereign, divinely given dreams during that time that are a grace gift, and typically there will be a very strong presence of the Lord or the Lord himself will appear to you in the dream or the Holy Spirit, the faceless man of fire, and he will pass the test when you test him. Okay, so moving on. All right, demon offspring and offers to gain power. I had another dream. This time, it was about a person I knew. It's about the church age and all the upside down and backwards teaching that, gave, that gives them fading glory. So this person was getting delivered by God. She was having a simple life. God was trying to bring an end to all the stuff that happened from eating from the wrong table. But then the demons saw what was happening and started to go into certain persons that were close to her. That way, those persons could come closer and ask for help to grow in the glory of God. 
Here Temptations we go. to oh, help. Here we go. Temptations to be nice and help. <laughs> That's how you know it's a demon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This was a huge temptation for her. And she kind of wanted to say no, but automatically went to help anyway. We suddenly transferred into the spirit world with the Holy Spirit. And he showed me all the demons that gathered around her place, scanning and making plans. Basically, they held a council on how to get this person out of her true destiny. Mm. It worked. Everything they said was confirmed by the Holy Spirit. And with a, within a couple of seconds, the seeds were sown, and she fell for it. The Holy Spirit took me to future events and showed the following. She tried to help people, and the people took her to the pagan gods without her knowing. Right? Without knowing. Mm -hmm. Realizing it. Without realizing it. At first glance. The moment she stepped foot on those grounds, it was a dead zone. Or as the Holy Spirit showed, a no-return zone. It was a dark castle that looked like a replica of one of the true interior castles from the Sapphire Stones. Once she crossed the border, she actually could go back, the Holy Spirit said. But many don't. Because they get sucked into a vacuum and think it's from God, letting go and letting God. So she went into the dark place and immediately changed into a being made out of a different weird bloody body parts all over her body. Right, that's the counterfeit because if you don't go back in the sun and you tra and transfigure into the angel-like uh, spirit of the righteous. Go to the devil's body part room. You, yeah, the devil's body, yeah. We're body parts warehouse, oh my gosh. <laughs> Satan. Okay. Come out looking like Madonna. Woo, it's not good. Different weird bloody body parts all over her body. Oh, man. <laughs> the Holy Spirit explained that these were the offerings the person had brought to attain and gain the uncircumcised glory. She was hesitant to go further because deep down inside her belly, she saw her spirit and the Holy Spirit being kind of afraid and wanting to leave the place. Deep inside, she knew that something was not right. Yet the people that were drawing her in took away her attention and brought her closer into the darkness. Once inside, there the demons changed into bright angels. And the darkness morphed into an illegal way, into stolen light. From the outside, you could see she was walking in deep darkness. But from her eyes' view, it looked like the bright throne of God. Test every spirit. The person was confused and started to ask questions, and she got really clever answers from the fake angels. She asked anything, but did not ask to confess if Jesus is Lord, or that Jesus came in the flesh. Then she tried to, but got many other answers that gave her confidence in the fallen angels. I cannot explain how clever the answers were. Like, you'd think that what they say is actually pretty smart. Something maybe you'd hear in college from professors or something like that. <laughs> so then there was Satan. And yes, just like Rebecca explained in a prior Joel's bar, 
He was doing his charming act with being a cool dude. She accepted him as an angel of light. The moment she did this, we teleported to another interior castle from a higher realm. Basically, she was sowing and reaping. That's the name of the game. She was worried because in every step she went higher, the Holy Spirit was always trying to speak from within, but she couldn't and wouldn't listen to him. Because she was filled with demons, like Rick Joyner said in the vision, they had mistaken the filth from demons as if it were the glory of God. Those same demons run around today in the church, giving people prematurely the gifts of the spirit, making them witches and warlocks. Mm. She then had angels assigned from God. They were physically trying to talk to her and explain everything. She started running away from her angels. Mm. Because she was thinking that they were the demons. What an upside-down view it is. Damn. The sad thing is that person in question won't go with us into the promised land because they have offered up everything to Satan. By telling them that they can be free from bondage is like telling an atheist that they're missing out on from God. They already have everything, and they think they're walking in the small path. Mm. Sounds just like that group in Revelation 3 that called themselves rich and clothed and wise and perfect. Yeah, Jesus said something a little different. Gets up there with Dookie and rubs it in their faces. <laughs> they already have everything. And think they're walking in the small path. May God judge accordingly. I have said and spoken what I've written. Spoken what I've spoken. Also, there's a lot of blood on this person's hands because everything she touches, the demons touch. So whenever a person she helped went out of her life, it went really bad for them because they didn't know how to bring offers to God or the demons. So they kept getting tossed around until they find the right path or until they got into witchcraft like New Age stuff. Being a witch is easier in my opinion. As they know, yeah, that's what, when I met the king of uh, vampires in the Invisible Realm, that was his complaint uh, to me, like, why shouldn't, you know, trying to convince me to, you know, rejoin their forces or whatever. And his complaint about the people that I was, that I'm serving in Red Letter Ministries at the time, it's, we've got, we've got leveled up around here since then. But his complaint to me was, why should you serve people like that? They don't even appreciate what you're bringing. They don't even listen to you. They don't. Ser they don't even serve one kingdom or the other. Like, what good is what good is it anyway? That you're wasting your time. And I thought he had a valid, even though he had a demonic point, like a valid demon point. All their bullet points burn in the lake of fire, because God sees the heart. God sees the long-term plan He has. And even though our garden might have looked for a time like little twigs out of the ground. Where's the little blooms? Where's the leaves? I saw that the soil, we're taking the time to make the soil just right. So you're going to grow, you're going to bloom just fine. Holy Ghost gardening is patience and the long-term goals. Amen? That's going to yeah. make you much stronger than those big trees Lots with rotten fruit. Yep, so remember, it's better to do it the right way. 
I'll go ahead and finish Those it. Those who love the Father love the vine dressing, having stuff cut off your life. Yeah. Otherwise, the Bible says you don't even like the Father. Right, because keep in mind, God knows the long-range plans. That's why he's doing a work in you like this now, so that you'll be walking in a greater power later on. Okay. So, uh, being a witch is easier in my opinion, as they know what they are doing. But being able to call yourself a true Christian and killing people's spirit, destiny, etc., without knowing is far worse. And yes, the people that do follow the masses have also their responsibility, but that's not what the Holy Spirit was telling me to focus on. The Holy Spirit wants to be a helpful hand and lead you. If you neglected him in the past, you can still make things up. But do not think that he is a fool, for he is not. And truth be told, we are the fools. The difference is that some know this and trust the Holy Spirit, and others trust in Satan, or not knowingly trust him. Gifts do not mean that you're saved. Matthew 7, 22-23 This means that you cannot trust your own judgment yet. You need to follow the apostolic leaders that guide you until the true God sperm seed inside of you has grown, that you may be able to guide others when the Holy Spirit leads you, and not on your own strength. Otherwise, the voices that you feel and hear are not from God. 100% they are fallen angels. I feel fire coming to the top of my head right now. This is the word of the Lord. Yes, there can be a mixture. Like Brandon has said many times, we don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, but would you feel safe drinking an orange juice knowing that there's some dirt in it? You'd want to separate it, right? God wants a relationship. Are you willing to become a real student and get chastised? End, ending statement. Many want the blessing or the anointing. Only a few are willing to pay the actual, real price for it. Be true to God and tell him what your desires are. You want powers? Tell him. You actually hate him? Tell him. Be truthful to your Heavenly Father and Master. Truly, it is almost impossible once you're in the black sapphire stones to repent because you have seen and experienced so much power. It is even worse for those that are in the higher realms. It's kind of like a midlife crisis, the Holy Ghost said. It is easier for an occultist to repent, but even then, they don't know the full truth and go for a lower lifestyle as a meat sack instead of an angelic being. All right, crazy dream, don't know how or why, but as we rise, we truly evolve like a Pokemon, mic drop. Thank you for reading. I consider your time valuable. Please don't waste it. The person that needs to read this will eventually. God bless. Thank you Amen. for sharing that beautiful dream. I want to caution you right now. For those of you who are struggling on sapphire stones and you keep getting tempted into going to ones, it's just, it's inaccurate. There's chaos there. There's confusion there. Or, you know, for those of you who just got rescued back from the black sapphire stones. The re most recent manifestation of the enemy, high-ranking enemy, like Satan's, uh, um, Satan's, this is really even hard to say this, Satan's intimate counsel. Mm. I know. You feel, yeah, thank you. Lightning's <sighs> into it. Thank you, I feel that. Oof. Ah, ah, ah. I got this guy around. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, Satan's intimate counsel recently has been using this method to pull many of you at the sound of my voice off the, off the true path 
by causing confusion and thinking that you're going to a higher sapphire stone or higher world than you actually are. Or to go without understanding, without walking in the narrow path. If you listen to that, that's why I'm so strict with you, because I care for you. We care for your soul, we care for your true destiny. They're trying to pervert your destiny by offering power and higher levels that are not consecrated within you yet. And I'm, we're talking, this is, those of you who are in Red Letter Ministries, you know if this is, and maybe some of you don't know, because we haven't talked yet about it. That is the current temptation for people rising on sapphire stones. And they're trying to pick out the people who are doing the best. So I want to encourage you, don't be too down on yourself, don't be too hard on yourself. There are giants in the land, and you need to learn how to walk in rank and in order and in step so that you have the impenetrable shield of holiness. It's called, in the Book of Wisdom, the invincible shield of holiness. Mm. So take heart, get up into the sun, or go back down into the sun. Get the shield, get the invincible shield of holiness, because you're going to need it. Mm. So what? And if I've talked to you in the last couple of days, a couple of you have talked to you, also take, you know, take heart. You're a mighty champion. The reason why Satan's intimate council of five has targeted you by name is because you are doing so well. Mm. I'm so proud of you. You've done so well. And it's just, it would be too heartbreaking, not just for us, but for the Father, for you to get taken out like that. And so please, if you hear that, if it irritates the pride, just, it's going to be okay. Just follow the instruction and let not one be lost. Yes, Lord. Don't want to lose another one. Okay. So please hear the instruction. Hear the cry of our heart. We want you to fulfill your destiny. One of the things the Father revealed to me is it's actually my destiny is to bring forth your destinies, the sons of God. That's why I'm here. And so I just. I want to see you walk in the true destiny. It's it's too heartbreaking. But please be encouraged. If they're targeting you by name, that's because they're afraid of you. So let them be afraid of you. Humble yourself. Do the right thing. Walk in the true path. Because if you follow the instructions of the Holy Ghost, the apostolic instruction, they can't touch you. They can't touch those things that are built of God in your life. I feel so much fire going all the way up through my spinal cord out my head right now. Holy Spirit, you're going to walk into your true destiny. Some of you, and you already know this, for the past several years, they tried to get you into a, into a, um, a mutation of your destiny, like a perversion of your destiny. It was kind of like it looked like your destiny, but it was on black sapphire stones and with power, and you thought it was God, and there was a lot of mixture. But understand, the reason why God has brought you here is so you can walk into the true destiny, and that's only in the true, narrow way, and the accurate path. So please, heed the warning signs. Listen to the prophetic warning, because it's written in the book of Proverbs that the wise see the danger coming, mm. and, and they can avoid it. You can avoid it. You can hear our words today and receive the instruction and get the upgrades that you need. We want to see you go all the way. Think the long-term plans. Not just today and tomorrow. We're just going to go out there and just do it. Just calm. Stay calm. Stay humble. 
do it the right way. Build a, a house. We're building a house with a foundation that's going to last mm. for years and mm -hmm. years to come. So please be patient and deal with whatever you have to deal with. But this is the way and walk in it. And, and let these, these ones at the sound of our voice be sealed and protected and hidden. Let your star of your inner light be hidden from those agents of Satan that have been trying to find you. That have that have called by your name. That is like a demonic bounty on some of your heads. So we just hide you in the spirit right now. Those of you learning righteousness and going up sapphire stones, be hidden in Christ. Mm. Be hidden in Him. Yes, look at Him. I want you this week, if that's you, as sound of my voice, look at Christ within you. Look at the Holy Ghost. Stay in the Word. Stay connected to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Do not isolate this season, please. There's safety when you unite together. Hold up your shields together. Get into the sun. Transfigure your spirit. And you're going to have those blazing wings. You're going to be a dangerous creature. You're not going to be such an easy target. Until then, you're covered. You're loved. You're protected. And be sealed in a greater level of protection and glory tonight. Amen. Amen. We'll close with just two verses dealing with uh, sacrificial offerings and finances. So I, I know everyone's just itching for that. The everyone's favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> give, give, give. <laughs> hey, it's good stuff, though, guys. It's, fun. it's good. God doesn't receive anything except through smoke, Scripture says. So check this out. Exodus thirty-five twenty-nine. All the men and women of Israel who wanted to bring offerings to the Lord brought them to Him. The offerings were for all the work that the Lord had commanded Moses to tell them to do. And Leviticus 7.30 With his own hands he is to bring offerings by fire to the Lord. So uh, this altar of fire outside your spirit, which is dealing with the soul's ability and the flesh's ability, the mind's ability and your hand's ability to create wealth, to establish the covenant, there's an altar of fire to give your offerings to the works that the Lord Jesus Christ had commanded Moses, Moses symbolizes the apostles, to do all the works that Jesus Christ has told us to do. In Jesus' name. Click the links in the description to give your offerings. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Glory. <laughs>
Shando brande ke sombande andete se amande yemande ro shande ke ame Oh, there's an oily anointing in the glory of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Hey, hey, oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let's sing that together. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Ay, 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 an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let me put some. Come on, declare it. Say, there's an oily anointing. In the presence of the Lord, there's an oil that's flowing in this place. Whoa! There's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. I see it. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. It's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. <laughs> it's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. Come on, declare it. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence. 